morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network, wherever you are. You have joined us on a beautiful sunny Friday morning here in Newcastle where we're broadcasting out of. It is a Friday. We're coming close to the weekend and I am sitting across from... Well, not Lyle. He's he's gone. He's done. He's he's out of here. Not Blake because he's sick. Uh, but I've got my good friend and maybe someone that the listeners would know if they listened yesterday, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. How are you this morning? I'm good, Lawson. How are you? Oh, I am so good. And in fact, I am incredibly grateful because Blake texted me at 10:30 last night when I was sleeping. He's like, "Hey, bro, do you know anyone who could come and fill in for radio?" I'm like. Like, I only read it this morning, and then the next text is like, I feel really sick. He's like pleading for my sympathy to find someone to fill in. But I'm like, I'm, I was asleep. Man, <laughs> I was I was about to go to sleep, yeah. and then I get a call from Blake, and he was like, I actually didn't answer it, to be honest. I was like, oh, please, no. But then he messaged me. He's like, hey, dude, can you fill in for me tomorrow? And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I'll do it. But yeah, so here I am. So here you are. You're joining us. You've you've come in. You've got some stories to share, some things to talk about. But I do want to ask you, Elliot, what have you been grateful for? What have I been grateful for? Well, let me tell you, Lawson, <laughs> I am grateful for nature, especially uh-huh. the beach. Uh-huh. Because, man, it has been really hot recently. Yes. For the past couple of days. And I can... Definitely say that the beach has been a lifesaver. And I myself really enjoy surfing. Uh And that has been excellent. I mean, kind of, kind of excellent. But it's been really excellent to be able to go to the beach. It's been better because I believe you've been living in Canberra, right? Yeah. No beaches there. There is not a skerrick of a beach in Canberra. (laughs) It is just empty. Newcastle beaches, amazing. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have our first clue for the quiz today. So, Elliot, give it to us. All right. I'm going to be honest, Lawson. This clue is a little strange, actually. So the clue <laughs> a bit is, obscure. Yeah, it is a little bit. It says, I mixed the blood of Galileans with sacrifices. Huh. It's kind of... Huh. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Well... If uh, if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of course, this is the the first clue. You'll get five hundred points for if you know if you answer it on this one. Every single clue has the same answer. We're working towards one answer here, but this person they did something pretty wild. Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> they mixed the blood of Galileans with sacrifice. Now. We are having the draw today. What can people win, Elliot? So, we're in the running for winning the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, which is a Bible study journal. Oof, amazing. And also a King James Version Bible with Mark Finley study helps, and it's got a really nice black leather color. So, if you want to win those, make sure you send in your answers for the clues. And you might be able to win them. That's right. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And these are your last opportunities, guys. This is this is your, your last time to get in. And if, yeah. if 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 I was playing the quiz, I'm not allowed to because I know the answer. But if I was playing the quiz and, you know, I had gotten some points in during the week, this would be the quiz where I send it for the, for the most amount of points. Yeah. And I would try to get it. Because if you answer wrong, you're done. You're done for today. We won't, we won't 
let you in. So it's like high risk, but high reward. If you've already got some points on the board, I would I would be going for this question. Yeah. Who mixed the blood of sacrifice, the blood yeah. of the Galileans with sacrifices? That is intense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is pretty intense. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Uh, Elliot, give us some positively different good news this morning. All right, I actually have an interesting story for you this morning, Lawson. Mm-hmm. But my question is, have you ever? been lost absolutely yeah yeah i i have been lost i am and i don't mean like in a spiritual sense i'm uh, lost i mean like uh, physically physically have you ever been <laughs> lost yes yeah i have i have totally been lost i think ooh, if i can think of an example i mean i am like when i'm in newcastle i'm all right but i need a gps like everywhere yeah even that's in true. newcastle i'm like super gps nerd like I, I need it so bad but then i've also gone like hiking and into cave systems before and started to feel like i <laughs> yeah. don't know where i am yeah and then you start to panic a little bit and then particularly in caves or something like that but then you know i've made it out i'm here this morning so yeah true i remember when i was heaps young and you'd go to like stores and stuff with your parents <laughs> and then you're like too busy looking at little toys or something and all of a sudden your parents are not there. They're gone. They've vanished. Bro, I would freak when that <laughs> happened. Well, anyway, here's the story. There's this guy. His name's Tom McHugh. Mm. And on the 17th of December in Stoke State Forest, he was missing. Okay. I mean, they didn't know he was there because they found him afterwards. Mm. But he went missing for a whole 24 hours. His daughter reported to the police there in the New Jersey district mm. that he was missing and so these guys went out on a search. They tried to find this man. All right. Mm. And so what happens is they go around the Stoke State Forest and they find his tire tracks and they follow his tire tracks and they find his cars just smashed. Right. Ooh. Not very good. And then they find after he's got a smashed car, they find his boot, like his footsteps in the snow because it's freezing. This yeah. is the problem. It's really cold in New Jersey at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And so they find his footprints and they follow his footprints and then they find the man, Tom McHugh. He's mm. lying in the ground. He's unconscious and he's got hypothermia, like he's suffering. And then what happens is, here's the good news, an ex-Marine who is working for the New Jersey police, his name's James Thonis. Uh-huh. He, because he's an ex-Marine, knew how to keep a body warm. Yeah, okay. to treat hypothermia. Yeah, yeah how to absolutely. treat hypothermia. And so what he did was he had to strip down and give his body warmth to this man, right? Mm. Tom McHugh, give his body warmth to Tom McHugh to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And praise God, the man is alive today. Uh-huh. So what an amazing story. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine, like, getting so lost and miraculously being saved as well mm. by someone who's giving you their body warmth. So this guy has been saved. He's come to, did he explain how it is that he ended up in the middle of the forest with a smashed up car? Well, it didn't say it doesn't have the information. Okay, it's pretty, enough. it's a pretty crazy story. Nonetheless. Yeah. And I think that that's fair. Like talk about someone who is totally and utterly helpless. Yeah. Like someone who he can't call out for help. Like he is just stuck. Yeah. And and yet, you know, miraculously, there are people there who could who could save him. Yeah. Him I think out. it's it is such an amazing story. And to me, it kind of reminds me of like 
you know the parable of the lost sheep? Yeah. Have you ever heard the parable of the lost sheep? Absolutely. You know, where they're lost, like, and they have no way Mm -hmm. of getting out of the situation they're Mm -hmm. in. They're stuck, Mm -hmm. right? Same with this guy. He's stuck. He's unconscious. There is no way he's going to survive. But then, like this man, how the police officer came and saved his life, Mm. just like the lost sheep, Jesus came and Mm. rescued and saved the life of the lost sheep. Mm. The same thing goes for us as well. Same, the saved the life of the world. Yes. Saved the world. Amen. And I find that that's an interesting parallel too, that you see that this guy, uh, the the ex-veteran, who saved him, he he has to then go through a period of suffering himself yeah. to give his own body warmth, to give his own life to this guy. Yeah. So you see, man, clear that's awesome. Some some connections here. Yeah. That's that's a that's a sermon illustration right there, Ellie. You can use <laughs> that one next time. Yeah. You you've you've getting up to preach. That's awesome. Yeah. But I just reckon it's really it's really cool. Like mm. and like how crazy is that that you're actually able to save someone by giving your own body warmth mm-hmm. in that kind of situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I had to do that, maybe I'd be a little uncomfortable. It seems kind of weird. <laughs> it seems like kind of a bit of a weird yeah. thing to do, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, the kind of elephant in the room of, <laughs> yeah. this, of this scenario is like, oh, but yeah, you had to probably... Strip down. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure he, sure he would have kept his under, undies on and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, that's fantastic. But, yeah, like, how amazing is that? Like, mm. we're actually able to do that. So, if anyone's listening and they find someone who is in the same kind of situation, you can keep them alive by giving your body warmth to them. Yeah. By pretty much, like, hugging them yeah. sort of thing. Mm, yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find many of these situations in Australia. Maybe yeah. in a few places because we we don't have the abundance of snow. That yeah. Would, but that being said, it could be a cold winter's night in the middle of the the outback or something. And yeah, well, I will say because I've been living down in Canberra, man, <laughs> it gets really cold in Canberra. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a kind of situation like that that might occur in Canberra. Mm. But yeah, it's pretty. It, it, can happen so if ever there's a situation where that is the case mm-hmm. you now know how you to know. save someone's life there you go you've learned here faith fm yeah amen saving lives mm-hmm. awesome hey do you have any other stories for us yeah i do actually mm-hmm. i got another story about scientists mm-hmm. and they discovered that fish okay can recognize when they're lost huh Kind of crazy. Okay, so we've been talking about this lost guy who gets saved, but yeah. now we're saying that fish fish know when they're lost. Yeah, I feel like i got a running theme. Yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah. People being lost and being found. But now this is interesting because that would fly in the face of the common, commonly held understanding of fish, that, like particularly goldfish and whatnot, like that they don't know where they are and they forget everything. Yeah, well, that's not the case, apparently. Mm. Apparently fish... They did a study on these zebra fish, mm-hmm. right? And they found that when they were pushed off course, the brain of the fish registered, I'm off course. Mm-hmm. It's like it's got its own internal GPS, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Wow. And so it could realize when it was off track mm-hmm. and then it could swim back to where it needed to be, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing to me. It's like, wow. You know, how did they know that? I don't even know when I'm lost sometimes. Fish can be convicted. (laughs) That's that's what we see here. Fish have conviction in their hearts and they're like, wow, I'm really off track. I need to make it back. But sometimes we don't listen to those convictions. (laughs) 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have another clue for the quiz. Now, I baited some of you. I, I, I really I really got you. I was like, hey, come on, guys, send it. And then you answered wrong. So, hey, good job for trying, though. Good job for yeah. getting in there. We had some, some wrong answers come through. We also had someone with a correct answer, but then openly admitted that they looked it up. And... And listen, listen, we're, we're a little bit lenient. If you're not a regular church attendee, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the, particularly on the later questions when it's for less points. But Wayne, we know you and you, and you texted in on the first question, the right answer and, and then openly admitted that you looked it up. So, oh, I don't know about mm, that. It's a bit, that seems a bit fishy. That's to me. a bit. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we are going to have another clue for the quiz. All right, so here is the next question. This is worth 400 points, mm. and the question is, I said, so we're talking about a person here. This mm. is a person. That's another kind of clue, I guess. Well, but he said, this person said, what is truth? Oh, okay. This should be opening the minds of a lot of people. Yeah. They are understanding Potentially who this is, 0491-064-669. Of course, we've got amazing prizes in the draw today. What are they, Yeah, the prizes are the Great Prophetic Books of Daniel and Revelation, which is a Bible study journal, and a King James Bible or King James Version Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps, Mm. a nice black leather Bible. So, essentially, you can be your own theologian, this study journal, make your way through, and then you can be a Bible teacher as well. You've got those amazing study guides, which also are good for you to study through and to see what's in the Bible. And also, you can use these to give Bible studies to other people as well. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. To become a teacher of the Bible, which is something God is calling all of us to do. Yeah. Or maybe... Sorry to interrupt, but maybe (laughs) you could even feel like, oh, maybe I don't even want these, but you might know someone who does, Mm -hmm. and then you can answer on their behalf, because if you win it, you could give it to someone else. And give them a post-Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah, because and and it would just be called a gift because you're a kind person. Yeah. Absolutely. 0491-064-669. Who said, uh, who who said, what what is truth? truth? All right. Uh, today in our current affairs, we have some stories to talk about, but I'm going to start off with some breaking news that has come out this morning, some interesting news about Dominic Perrottet. Now, do you know who Dominic Perrottet is? I do. Yeah, he is the Premier of New South Wales. He replaced Gladys Berejiklian when she resigned, and it has come out overnight uh, that apparently a photo exists that I looked up and I couldn't find, but apparently, a photo exists of him in 2003 at a 21st birthday party that was fancy dressed, wearing a Nazi uniform. Whoa. He wasn't necessarily dressed as Hitler, uh, but he was wearing a Nazi uniform with swastikas and whatnot. And now, of course, because of the climate that we currently live in and yeah. the response that we have towards these kinds of scenarios and situations, he's come under fire, come under heat as... You know, someone who is promoting um, or potentially joking about or or calling blasé um, Nazi ideology and furthermore the Holocaust. And there has been a big response from, yeah, um, 
thousands of Holocaust survivors or, you know, well, there's not many Holocaust survivors still living now because World War II was a long yeah. time ago. Um, but the families of Holocaust survivors who have spoken up, uh, you know, particularly those, we have a, a pretty sizable Jewish population living in Sydney, around the area yeah, okay. of Bondi and whatnot. If you go down to Bondi, you'll if you look up, it's if uh, on the edges of the suburb, you see that there's this big metal rope or metal kind of yeah cord that runs all the way around Bondi uh, because the Jews have the regulation uh, that on the Sabbath they can't leave their house, so they have declared the entire of the entirety of Bondi the house essentially, wow. so that they can still get around the city on the Sabbath. And, they, you know, there are some places in, in Bondi with, like, um, Sabbath elevators and whatnot where you don't have to press the buttons. It just goes up and stops at every single floor so that you don't have to work on the Sabbath, wow. uh, which is interesting. That is. But, the uh, yeah, a lot of the Jewish population of Bondi, they're speaking up and they're saying how insensitive it is and how terrible it is. Now, I think and I believe wholeheartedly that... Wearing a Nazi uniform is definitely something that you do in bad taste. Yeah. There is something to be said about, oh, but it's the time. And, and I, I think I really, uh, I, I, reading the perspective of Rabbi Benjamin Elton, who is from the synagogue down in Sydney, okay. he actually said that, you know, if, if anyone's going to speak up on behalf of Jewish rights, it's a literal rabbi. And he said that Mr. Perite should be afforded compassion and forgiveness uh, in regards to his actions. So we, we live in a world where people are being, I would say, you know, socially and metaphorically crucified for these kinds of things. It's like, you know, yeah. and, and when it comes to all politicians and all famous people immediately, as soon, as soon as there's, they've gained any kind of power, they start to dig up things from their past. Now yeah. this rabbi, again, from the group who has been offended by this uh, situation that's happened yeah. has been the one to step up and say that Perite should be afforded forgiveness. Um, there are insiders in within Perite's cabinet who have said that this is very much under undermining his leadership and he won't make it to the next election. So because of oh, wow. this scandal, there could be another leadership spill in the in the New South Wales government, in the in the Liberal Party that is currently running New South Wales. Yeah. Now, what I find interesting is that we had last year, in the, in the latter half of last year, the issue of the Essendon CEO who had been, the Essendon president who had been promoted into that position and then was it, it resigned but was going to be fired um, because 10 years previous, their church had preached messages uh, against the, you know, speaking... Uh, not in favor of the ideology of the LGBT and not speaking in favor of, you know, being pro-choice. Yeah. And as a result of his church saying that, not even something that he said, but his church saying that, uh, he was basically forced by the company. They said either you can be a chair because he was a chairman at this church. Uh, it was beliefs that he didn't hold. And he was formerly the, uh, president and the CEO of NAB or Australian, Australian national bank. So like national bank of Australia. So like, yeah, he was, who, by the way, instilled a bunch of LGBT celebrations and whatnot. So it wasn't even something he was personally convicted about or believed, but because of his association with the church who believed it, he was forced out of his position. Yeah. Now, we can see here that 
probably one of the greatest moments of suffering that any people group have ever gone through, the Holocaust. Um, again, uh, Dominic Perrottet has done something totally uh, tasteless in wearing a Holocaust uniform, yeah. but again, at a young age. And that community is saying, yes, whilst we are offended and hurt by Perrottet's actions at the same time, we want to give him forgiveness. Mm. But on the other side, the Essendon CEO was not afforded any forgiveness yeah. and lost his job immediately because of it. Uh, for on one side, you have a sincere conviction that someone holds, that many people hold, and that you can strongly argue in favor of being moral. Yeah. That's on the cool. other side, you have someone making fun, like wearing an outfit that openly, you know, kind of makes fun and in bad taste represents one of the most evil yeah. and terrible empires that have ever existed. Yeah. And so I would like to know your opinion. 0491 Reflecting on these two scenarios, reflecting on these two issues, what do you think should happen to Perite? Yeah. You know, how, how do you feel the, the response of, uh, of the Jewish community and how then, you know, looking forward at, because these kind of issues, I think are just going to come up more and more. And yeah. we can see, yeah, anytime someone comes to power, anytime someone gets fame or influence, people are digging into their past. That see is so true. What, what mistakes have they made? So what have true. they done wrong? We see on both, on both sides, bo- on bo- both the Essendon CEO and Dominic Perrottet, neither of them ha- have done something illegal, but they've done something offensive. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how should we respond to something that is potentially offensive 0491 give us a call give us a text let us know how you think and how you feel i had some amazing stories here to cover but i just don't quite have the time i guess i can quickly say uh in china information has just come out that three leaders of a unregistered church over there has been put into a concentration camp and none of they can't access any of their families and they're not allowed any legal representation because they've seen been seen as an extremist cult by the government wow so Yep, if you're part of a church in China that's not registered with the government, potentially you could just lose everything and be given no representation to help you get through them. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have another clue for the quiz. It's getting easier and easier, guys. We had some people, again, send it for these high-point rounds trying to trying to get in yeah. so that they can they can walk away with this uh with this with these prizes yeah but pretty good prizes but if you've been holding out if you're like hey no i'm just gonna play it safe it's only getting easier from here so this is your opportunity okay so here is the next clue this one's 300 points Mm -hmm. and it says the chief priests and pharisees requested that i make jesus tomb secure for three days Mm. okay so we're starting to get a bit more Shedding some more light on who yeah. this person might be. Yeah. So I, I think it's getting clearer and clearer. This is possibly one of one of the mo- more famous side characters of the Bible, yeah. you could say. And so definitely 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the running to win our amazing prizes for today, which are... The Great Prophetic Books of Daniel and Revelation... Mm-hmm. which is Bible study journal and <clears throat> excuse me, the King James version Bible with Mark Finley study helps. Mm. Awesome. So if you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call. And just give us that clue yeah. one more time. The clue was 
The chief priests and Pharisees requested that I make Jesus' tomb secure for three days. Awesome. 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 All right. Well, on the phone for our interview today, I've got my good brother, my friend, my brother in Christ, Morgan Vincent. Morgan, are you there with us? Hey, Lawson. Good to hear you. Ah, fantastic to have you on the phone. Morgan, I guess just a few introductions. You are a pastor getting it done down at Australia's newest university. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. So down there, Avondale University, pastoring. And you've come on the show to talk to us about some projects that you've got going there. Yeah, yeah. Look, no, thanks, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, wanted to, to chat with you guys and I guess, yeah, just let everyone know about, yeah, a really cool project uh, that's coming up in, I don't know, it's coming up very quick, like two or three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, wow. that's exciting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that you are endeavoring to do now, I know as you as we've said, you are the pastor down at Avondale University. You have a great student body that you have the opportunity to minister to. What is it that you are running, wanting to run in that community? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah, we're we're embarking uh, in in a few weeks' time on on a mission trip to uh, Finland of all wow. countries. And, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, so that, that's. That's pretty exciting um, on on many levels, but you know I think what's really cool is that um, you know almost about eleven ten eleven months ago we put you know some expression of interest out and mm. and just said hey look you know this is essentially what's going to happen mission trip to Finland for you know about two two and a half three weeks and there, there was just an overwhelming uh, response from the young people and so. It's landed us, and it's given us the opportunity now to to have a group of the better part of forty um, wow. forty people going, and and they some of them are from Avondale, some of them are from other parts of, of New South Wales, and and so that's that's really exciting to yeah be able to lead. It's exciting, daunting, um, yeah, all in one, um, mm. but yeah, really looking forward to it now. That sounds amazing. And I think like 40 people signing up, I think there are a few people in the world who would pass up an opportunity to go over to Finland. Like, and, and I think that, that inspires my next question, which is well, Finland isn't usually the place you would think of where mission trips would happen. Usually it's potentially the islands or some kind of third world country. But mm. yeah, what, what inspired the choice of Finland? Yeah, look, it's a great question, and 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 you're not the first, and, and I know you won't be the last to, to ask that because people <laughs> are like, and if in them, like, you know, they're a very affluent and well put together country, and you know, they've got great education and you know, social welfare system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I guess something that something that we're seeing more and more from from a global perspective is that when we think mission field, when we think of Needs within communities, needs within countries that mm. that are to be met. Um, we're seeing a sh- we're seeing. I'll, I'll say a shift, but an opening as well. Because as you alluded to, it's it's the mission field. It's no longer just um, poor countries. It's no longer just mm. you know um, the, these developing countries. But rather, it's it's a country like Finland where. You know, mental health and mental illness, and um, these types of things are, are high. And mm. so, 
I guess we're, we're seeing that there are different needs mm. um, that, that a country, that a community like Finland has. And, and so that's, that's essentially why we're going there is because um, Christianity at large is, is being pushed to the sideline mm. uh, within a country like Finland. Uh, but we're also seeing that there's you know, a, a growing need and a growing interest in, in health and wellness and so it really is a, is a perfect situation for for us to partner with, um, yeah, a particular lifestyle center over there. Mm. It's amazing. I, I think that's a really good point. Like every community has needs that can be responded to either by people in the community or by people outside of that community, and that's what you guys are doing. And you're also seeing a country like Finland, which has rapidly secularized. And mm. so like the prospect of, you know, to think like, oh, yeah, we're going to go and do a mission trip in New York as Australians or, or in, in a country like America, for example. Like, there's so many Christians who already live there who are responding to those issues. I'm not saying you can't participate in ministry, but it's like, oh, maybe not. But in Finland, you're talking about, well, if the country is so rapidly secularizing, that means that there's less and less Christians there and less and less Christians who are active there. Well, then maybe there's a need for Christians to come from the outside. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah, and that's why we're going. <laughs> that's awesome. So you guys, you're like, yep, we're going to get over there. You mentioned a lifestyle center before. What kind of activities are you going to be doing in Finland to yeah. meet the needs of the community there? Yeah, so so Koiviko is, well, that's my attempt of saying it. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Koiviko lifestyle center is, is there. It's about two, two and a half hours north of Helsinki, which is the capital, and and um, they are, yeah, um, going from strength to strength in terms of um, what they do there in, in, in meeting the needs and providing, you know, programs and opportunities for for people across Finland and, and Europe and, well, the world to, mm. to go there. Um, and so what we're going to be doing whilst we're there is, is our team will help in bringing some of the facilities up to um, – yeah, up to, a, a, I guess, a level and a standard of, yeah, being able to house people. So, yeah, we'll be doing some, you know, kind of manual work and renovation work um, for, for that as well. Um, mm. So that's one aspect of the trip. Um, the other aspect is we'll be involved in um, community service and outreach uh, in, in the nearby mm. community to raise awareness of Kovico, but also, again, in, in very practical and tangible ways, um, yeah, meeting the needs of, of the people um, in that community. And so I, I guess it's, it's really, a, I guess, a twofold aspect, you know, where, where we can go and, and help this lifestyle center out, but also um, for us as, as the team, we can engage in, um, yeah, community service and outreach um, there to, I guess, put ourselves into, into the situation of saying, look, this is what, outreach and mission and service can look like in, in a country like Finland. Mm. Um, many people, um, maybe myself included, this may be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, um, but it will really open up the, the, the mind. And, and as well, there's, there's going to be things that we can't really measure, such mm. as you know the, the educational experience, the, the shift in mindset and, and, and that will happen for people over there as mm as they just take everything um, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I see like a, a couple things there. Firstly, 
It reminds me of a, a really amazing quote. Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with people as one who desired their good. He showed sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them follow me. And so I can see you guys, you've recognized the needs of a place like Finland where you're going to be. And I, I, I think it was Klovico is the, is the, the city that you were saying. Uh, you've recognized the needs of that area. You've seen that there's an opening and opportunity in the health center there. And you've said, we want to reach people with the message of Christ, uh, and we'll do so by meeting their needs in a number of ways. And, and as you said, it, it can be very unmeasurable, the way in which you touch people's lives, but lives will definitely be touched and be changed. I am, and I'm absolutely confident for the way that God will work there and that people will be definitely moved. But, but also, um, I think that it's amazing that you're bringing a bunch of young people over there that they'll Mm. have an experience to be able to minister to people. And that ministry will then lead to share the sharing of their faith and we know that by sharing our faith, we strengthen our faith. And so you're essentially giving young people the ability to be engaged in the work of the gospel, which is incredible. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely awesome. And, and, and that's something that, you know, where, yeah, we're just really excited about it in, mm. in so many ways. So you said that the planning for this started around, or the, the, the open the open invitation started around 10, 11 months ago when you were filling out, you know, oh, wh- wh- how do people, how, how, do, how are people responding to this? Would, would people be interested in this? You've got 40 young people heading over to Clovico to meet the people's needs. Um, in terms of like the, the living situation over there, because I'm like, man, housing 40 people to go and do that kind of work. How that's how's that going to work out? Yeah, look, interesting. Um, <laughs> um, no, look, it's space. Yeah, there's, there's space. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's um, the, the the actual lifestyle center. It, it was an old um, boarding school, is my understanding. Oh so, wow! And so, yeah, look, there's, there's plenty of um, yeah, plenty of space and opportunity. Um, for, for us to, to, to be there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the long and short of it. So it's, it's been really exciting to, to, I guess, go on the journey with, yeah, with, with the young people from, from the point of view of saying, Oh, Finland, like, yeah, I want to go see Finland. Um, or yeah, I want to go on a mission trip. Like there's been initially there was, there was a few different reasons why people wanted to come and, and, I guess going on that journey with them to to now, like two and a half weeks, three weeks out, where you know they're purchasing, you know, well they have purchased their gear and and, and all of that to, to go over. It's just yeah, seeing seeing that level of excitement, um, pretty special. Mm, amazing, and I'm also thinking purchasing the gear. You guys are going there in February, in in winter as well. So it's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. So the perfect environment to meet people's needs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, Morgan, thank you so much for sharing. Have you got any, any more information, anything else special to share with us about this trip? Yeah, look, um, no, I I just, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the time to, to share briefly about the trip. Um, yeah. So we, we leave on January 29th. Uh, for, for about three weeks, 
Um, if if anyone, if you guys, anyone want more info, um, you can go to koizico.link. So K-O-I-V-I-K-K-O dot link. Um, yeah, there, there's more info there, um, ways to, to support and, and, and help out. So, but yeah, keep keep us in yeah thoughts and prayers. Um, but yeah, really excited for for that as well. And of course, you can give us a call or a text at zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We'll be able to point you in that direction. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.